This is the Rethink Podcast. I'm joined here with Megan. Hello. And Lane. And Seth. What's up? Hey, Megan, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hey guys, um, my name is Megan. I am Bryant's wife, and you may know me um, at Rethink. I lead worship. That's right. And Lane, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, I'm Bryant's friend and neighbor, and I also do construction. Sweet. Do you like construction? It's all right. It's all right. (laughs) (laughs) Seth, who are you? Oh, I'm Seth. I'm a friend of Bryant and Lane. I'm also a local auto mechanic at Scott's Automotive. Where we are servicing the great (laughs) (laughs) for over 10 years. Maybe I should say that we're all friends. And uh, Scott, if you want to throw us a few bucks for that promotion, then feel free. I know it's tough times. You can pay us later. I got $2 in my wallet. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Awesome. Well, my name is Bryant. I'm the leader of Rethink. And uh, we're doing a podcast because we do not want to lose the momentum or the community that we've built over the last while with Rethink, the young adult ministry. I like to say McMinnville's premier young adult ministry. Amen. But uh, yeah, we've got a good group of people that go, and we're really sad that we can't be meeting right now. Um, but we just feel like this is a good way for all of us to stay connected through this time. Um, and so at the end of this podcast, we're going to have some questions for everyone to go through. And uh, what we want to happen, this is what you're going to do. You're going to listen to this podcast, and then you're going to call up a friend who also listened to the podcast, and if they haven't, make them listen to it, and then you're going to talk about the questions together, and that's going to be a way that we can uh, continue to challenge each other spiritually and uh, keep each other you know, uh, growing in God and, and growing closer together and making sure everyone's okay through this time as a ministry. So like I said, uh, don't meet in person because that's illegal. But you can talk through the questions over Zoom, FaceTime, Instagram is a live chat now, or a phone call, whatever you want to do. And uh, I want to start off actually by talking about the the dirty sea, the coronavirus. Is that bad? (laughs) 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 All right, sorry, I won't say it again. Lane, I know you you and Seth kind of are the coronavirus experts right now. Unfortunately. So what exactly is shut down? right now on March 23rd. Basically, I mean, a lot of stuff is either limited or completely closed down. My work is still working currently, but that could change next week. California had their construction shut down because people weren't following the guidelines. Dang. So, But like at this point, you're still working? At this point, yes. Wow. At this point, I'm still working or model mechanics are still a essential business, but uh, we'll see if the the, the parts department of getting things is uh, if that becomes difficult then that makes our job difficult so oh yeah um, yeah it just all depends on what the mighty Kate Brown decides on yeah. people and people and people yeah so uh, oh. didn't you say something about not even being able to like be in the car with someone oh yeah uh, so since we got put on full shutdown lockdown whatever you want to call it in Oregon today we can only ride too deep. Uh, just referring to two people in a truck and one of those people has to sit in the back seat so basically so it's a taxi you know what that reminds me of in the office when dwight gets in the back seat 
because he says the driver always protects their side of the car first. So <laughs> it also protects you from coronavirus, apparently. Yeah. yeah. So they say, I'm kind of in the dark because I don't really watch the news that often or even like Facebook news. Oh, gosh. So yeah. I kind of just take what everyone else says and just 100% believe it. And so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of bunkered down, just hanging out at home and uh, working from home. But uh, I wanted to ask you guys, how has this affected you personally so far, starting with Megan? Oh, well, I don't know. It's It's been an interesting week or so. My job, you know, I'm a worship leader, and so church has been interesting and getting all of that uh, figured out, doing like an online service and all that kind of stuff has been very different, and communication is not as quick as I would like it. But it's, yeah, it's just kind of a crazy time. And who even knows this week, you know, since people are more kind of stuck at home, like you, it looks like it's going to get even more so on that where things are just shut down and we're all just stuck at home. I have no idea how church is going to look. And yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting. It's a lot of learning on the go, isn't it? Yeah. Just kind of going on the fly. Yeah. How about you, Lane? How's this affected you personally so far? Well, I'm going to... uh Missed the bass spawn for the third year in a row. <laughs> the bass spawn. <laughs> yeah, so um, that kind of sucks because I was really looking forward to it this year. Last year, I lost. Hook part up of my on finger. some smallies. Yeah, hook up on small some smallies. That would be nice. But yeah, I mean, other than that, it really just kind of screws up the weekends. So I'm, yeah. I'm pretty fortunate there as long as my work stays open. I don't have too much to worry about other than what to spend it on because there's not <laughs> a lot in the grocery store. That's true, <laughs> man. So true. Yeah, it feels like a. It's just such a weird feeling to go to like Winco right now and see the empty shelves and stuff, and yeah, everyone's like hoarding right now. Yeah, and driving on the highway, they have signs that are just COVID nineteen and everything else telling you to stay home or makes it real, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. What about you, Seth? Well, me personally, it's uh, it's been kind of sporadic at work, being having work to do, so not a whole lot of people want to bring their cars in or spend money right now, so. Um, we're staying pretty busy, but in my free time, it's That's just kind of, well, stay at home, play some Call of Duty, or do a podcast. <laughs> 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 that's right. So. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, um, I was wondering about how you guys were doing right now, if you were staying busy or not, because I know a lot of people are just staying at home, you know, mm-hmm. so make it hard. At least none of us in this room have lost our jobs. I know a few people who have, and uh, so... They've suddenly got a lot of time on their hands yeah. and yeah. a lot less money to play with. So, Tell yeah. you one thing. Traffic is great. Traffic <laughs> is fantastic. It is ghost town. Yeah. <laughs> Except for on uh, 99 next to Sherry's where they're down to one lane. That always is pretty yeah. awful right now. Yeah. At least when yeah. I drive through there. I don't I come in that way. So well, no. I drive oh. there every single day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Rethink's going to be doing a podcast for at least seven more weeks, but it could be longer. We just don't want, like we've said, we do not want to lose the momentum or the community that we've developed at Rethink. Mm-hmm. And uh, we truly believe that God is going to use this season to teach his people something. Um, and what we are uh, noticing God is teaching people at Calvary Mac is that home is our first church. What we mean by that is uh, a lot of people have really adopted a consumerism mindset to church. They come, they, they expect to be served, to be given something. 
And then uh, when they don't get it sometimes, they leave disappointed. They leave upset. Sometimes they even go to a different church. You know, someone will say, I didn't like the message. I didn't feel the spirit in the worship. But um, I feel like that's kind of a consumeristic mindset to going to church. What do you guys think about that? I mean, definitely. I think that that's in the American church, especially we see that uh, because there's also so many churches and there's so many denominations and whatever. So everyone can kind of get what they what they want out of church. But it doesn't really I think the the cool thing about this time is it is a it is a challenge to like really own your faith and and, you know, get in the word and like what is God actually speaking to you rather than just hearing it from, you know, through a teacher or through, you know, a Bible study leader. Yeah. And, and a part of the vision behind saying that home is our first church is is uh, we've kind of been broken down as a church into the smallest unit possible, which is the home, the family unit. And uh, so we're getting a chance to really dial in on seeing like the father of the home as the pastor of the home. A lot of us young adults live on our own now, and so that just means that we have to be extra diligent in uh, being self-sufficient in our Mm -hmm. own faith life. Mm -hmm. And uh, I feel like God is going to use this time to really teach people that, to really show people how to have a personal faith if they haven't before. And uh, those that do have a personal faith are just going to get to double down on that. Um, And so that's why... We believe God is teaching that home is our first church, um, and we want to we want to keep driving that in through uh, through this whole podcast situation and everything that's going on. The next topic I wanted to talk about is staying connected. I was wondering if you guys had any ideas on how we can stay connected with no church or rethink going on. I think uh, foremost would just be you know staying connected with your group of friends and encouraging each other to dig into the Word because if you're not doing that it's going to be a lot more difficult to continue to grow in your walk with Christ um, as far as other people that you might not normally see I think that this uh, the guideline that we have for Ephesians um, up on our Facebook page yeah 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 uh, I think that's a, a great way because you probably friends on Facebook if not um, just say their name into your phone and it will pop up on Facebook <laughs> so eventually you'll find them on your suggested friends and then you guys can all group chat about it later. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I completely agree with you. I'm glad that you said that. Government's mm-hmm. always listening. Always. <laughs> Big Brother's <laughs> always listening. So, yeah, like what Lane said, make sure to follow us on social media. We're most active on Instagram, but Facebook is cool for you uh, less hip kids out there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> but um, anyway, yeah, we, we're always updating you on the situation and what we're doing to try to stay together as a ministry through this time. Um, here's how I'm looking at it is that we're still going to meet at seven on Monday nights. It just won't be at the church. It'll be in your own house. It'll be over the internet where we'll listen to the podcast or, uh, actually last week we had a Bible study, but you know, this week, listen to the podcast and then talk about Ephesians, uh, chapter two with people afterward, just so that way rethink is still happening. God's still speaking and, and working through this ministry, but the people still get to stay connected even over attempted isolation. I heard something that, uh, the way that Highlands church is actually looking at it is they are against social isolation. They're 100% for physical isolation, 
you know, stopping the spread of this disease by being apart from each other physically, but we don't want to isolate socially. We still want to stay connected and support each other. And uh, so don't isolate socially, isolate physically. Um, And so we hope that you guys will participate with us. Listen to the podcast together and then talk about the questions at the end. Uh, Right now, we're going to go through the book of Ephesians. And you know what's real interesting about this book? What? Thanks, Lane. It's that (laughs) Paul wrote it from prison. Do you guys happen to know off the top of your head if this was the time period when he was under house arrest or was this when he was in like actual prison? That is unclear. I don't know. So it's kind of unclear whether or not he was under house arrest or in actual prison. But isn't it crazy how similar to that situation we're in now? Where we all have to sit at home alone, uh, semi-isolated, yeah. you know? And, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, we're going to read this book in a minute together. Read uh, Ephesians chapter 2 together in a minute. Mm-hmm. It's just really cool that Paul says he still boldly preached the gospel during that time. He mm-hmm. called himself a prisoner in chains for the Lord, you know, so we we should also take that same mindset and still boldly preach the gospel. How much more of an opportunity do we have now, actually, when the entire world is scared? Yeah, you yeah. guys agree. The entire world is <coughs> looking for an answer, looking for hope. The Jesus followers, we have hope. Yeah, mm-hmm. the world doesn't have hope. Very true. But anyway, before we get to Ephesians, let's talk about some news in our world today. Uh, First of all, I want to ask you guys, do you have any good news for us? Because there's just a lot of darkness going on. I still have a job. Still have a job. (laughs) I still also have a job. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Is that good news? I mean, (laughs) can't pay the bills any other way. Yeah, well, that's that's true. true. (laughs) Your face doesn't pay the bills for you? Mm, No, not not. quite. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Megan, do you have any good news? Um, life is good. I am just looking forward to all the things I'm going to get to do. You know, even if I am, am staying at home, there's going to be lots of baking and cooking, trying new recipes. Oh, yeah. Do you have any uh, any crafts that you're going to be doing? <laughs> yes. I just went to Joanne Fabrics today. And I'm probably going to try doing some sewing and like crocheting or like knitting and making little, I don't know. I like making little DIY stuff. And this is when Joanne, Joanne Fabrics was open. Yeah. So oh, yeah. So it's Monday, not going to be open. March 23rd when we're recording this, Joanne Fabrics was open. It's no longer. Moment of silence. <laughs> the, the last day they were ever opened. As far as we know, oh moment God. of silence. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, Lane, I think you had something for us. Oh it was yeah, very very interesting. So according, I'm sure some people have seen this on Facebook, but um, according to Global News, their the article on Facebook says that Russia unleashed 500 lions 500 on the city lions. to enforce. <laughs> wait, wait. Did they have like saddles and like Russian no, police no, were riding them? No, no. They just them? they just <laughs> let them out and they also just hid. Running what? the streets? Just Here, running the streets. Here's my question. Would that Most Russian thing? Would that actually heard. stop a Russian though? Be real. I mean, five hundred. Well, yeah, probably. That's so many. Maybe not they like have three or four <laughs> from all that, but from all the zoos. From all the zoos. Well, they yeah. have like pet 
uh, like giant grizzly bears. Haven't you guys seen those videos? Oh yeah. Russian I've people just that. have pet grizzly bears. I'm pretty sure that like, like a lion's a house cat to them. The Narnia queen, she was probably from Russia. I feel like that might be more effective. <laughs> 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 I feel like that might be uh, more effective in the United States. Don't or you think so? I think that would be effective most places. <laughs> yeah, probably would. But they probably yeah. should have released like really poisonous snakes. Oh yeah, that could survive in the cold because then you wouldn't <laughs> see them. So and that they would, would be get you and kill you. First to do that, you have to invent snakes that can survive in the very cold, right? You don't think there's or any snakes that could release capitalism? That? I know that there's snakes on every continent except Antarctica. So what does that tell you? That there would be snakes in Russia. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. I don't know. Maybe, oh maybe like a good, just a good old fashioned king cobra. Just release a bunch of those in the streets, and then people will stay home. Hopefully, good yeah. plan. But you you can't tell them about them. Yeah, it has yeah. to be found Surprise. on accident. Yeah, or they could develop like some sort of a a jacket for snakes. Then they could what? really go like a snake jacket. <laughs> that's what it. That's what it would be called. It's like a sleeping bag, but really small. <laughs> oh yeah, so more like a jacket. Yeah, more like a jacket. <laughs> Man, Lane, are you sure that's true though? No, we fact checked it, and according to Global News, it is not true. Completely false. Completely false. So that should be a warning for you guys that we might say some. Well, not necessarily crazy <laughs> stuff. Um, we're not going to be talking about lions and Ephesians, but just do your due diligence and follow along with what we're talking about. Fact check us and just comment and be involved in the podcast and in the reading of Ephesians. Mm-hmm. Sweet. That's a good word, man. Yeah. Why don't everyone go ahead and open up your Bibles now to Ephesians chapter two. And we're just going to study the word and see what God has to say through it in this time where uh, everyone's kind of unsure you can't even plan one day in advance because everything's changing so fast. But, uh, you know, let's see what Ephesians 2 has to say about our situation right now. Lane, could you go ahead and pray for us? Yeah. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for this time where we can just dive into your word even though we're quarantined. Um, and I just ask that you would open our eyes, open our hearts, and open our ears to receive what you want to say to us tonight. Um, we just pray this and thank you for the opportunities that we do have all in your son's holy name. Amen. Amen. All right. So now open up your Bibles, grab your notebooks, your pens, and let's uh, let's study together. Megan, could you start reading? So Ephesians chapter two, I'm reading out of NIV, um, says, as for you, you were dead in your tr- transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. 
For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. What did you guys, like, what stood out to you when we read that just now? Um, first off, I'd say, like, if we kind of jump back to to last week in Ephesians 1, verses 18 through 23. Sorry, curveball. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um says i'm reading the nasb it says i pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the surpassing greatness of his power towards us who believe these are in accordance with the working of the strength of his might which he brought about in christ when he raised him up from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named not only in this co- in this age but also in the one to come and he put all things things in subjection under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church which is his body and the fullness of him who fills all in all um and for me you know that's just a, like a really powerful part of scripture especially when you look at what how Ephesians 2 starts out, mm-hmm. you know, because it talks yeah. about just the glory of Christ and him being put above everything and everything is under his feet. And then to go to, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of power of air, you know, that stuff. And just going from like, you know, this is where Christ is, to jump down and then say, you know, it's with Christ that we have been saved. Yeah. And in verse six said, and raised us, uh, he raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So just such a, for me, such a powerful imagery of like, we're lifted up out of all the destruction, death, sin, all these terrible things and put right next to Christ because of what he did for us. Yeah, Yeah, that's good. I love that. Definitely. I thought the same thing Um, in verse seven, the the words in order that in the coming ages in order, like God did all of these things. He lifted us up out of our sin and our transgressions and, and seated us in the heavenly realms with Christ in order that he can he can just share his his love and his kindness even more with us. Um, That was just like. That wording is like, whoa, he did that just in order to pour out his love even in a greater measure to to us and to his grace that is just so far beyond anything, you know, that we then we could know. And and just I don't know just how amazing that is. Awesome. Megan, you want to keep reading there uh, from verse 11 on? Uh, Therefore, remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, which is done in the body by human hands. Remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise without hope and without God in this world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who are once far away um, have been brought near by the blood of Christ for he himself is our peace who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. 
His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near, for through him we both have access to the Father by one spirit. Do you guys have any thoughts on that section? Well, what stood out to me, I mean, we were just reading in Galatians a ton, and a lot of it was about just the struggle of the old covenant of circumcision and people continuing to live by the law and not living out the grace of, you know, living out the gospel, the the grace of Jesus. And so this is just like, I love how it's talking about how Jesus, he came to reconcile both parties kind of, you know, to bring peace um, to the two groups. And, and I love how it talks about, um, you know, how we both have access for through him, through Jesus, we both have access to the father by one spirit and just how it's through the Holy Spirit that, that unifies believers, that unifies the body. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, you look at the, this portion of text and the, one of the verses that really stuck out to me was, but verse 13, but now in Christ Jesus, you who f- were formerly, oh, sorry. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who formerly were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. And then to follow that in 14, you know, he's really just, it's talking, you know, kind of what you were touching on about bringing, you know, the peace and the unity to the body. And such a key thing to remember, you know, there's differences in the body today. Mm -hmm. But where we started was far off. Yeah. You know, each and every one of us started from a point of being far away from Christ, you know, yeah. Romans three twenty three, saying, um, everyone has fallen short of the glory of God. Yeah. You know, we've all sinned, but to remember, you know, in whether we have differences and, you know, we talked about earlier how we've got a like consumerism mindset when it comes to church. Yeah. Um, like, man, we, we come to serve the same God. So why are you going to yell at the IT guy? Because <laughs> it's too loud. Yeah. 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 You know, like ultimately in the the view of eternity, that's not important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so just getting back to the basics of, well, what is important? What does Christ value? You know, when he prays in John 17, what's he talking about? Unity. He's talking about unity yeah. the whole time. So it's not something where we should, you know, it, it's really easy to let Satan in over little things mm-hmm. that we value but aren't necessarily important in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I mean, you think about that. What's Satan going to do to the church? He's going to do everything he can to disunify it and to cause arguments and to cause... We're supposed to have, and we do have, like a supernatural unity connection through the blood of Christ, Mm -hmm. through being adopted into the family of God. And so... Satan's going to do everything that he can to destroy that bond, destroy that connection. And uh, it would be very easy for this time to be extremely disunifying. This time of of being forced to stay home. No more church. No more rethink. No more gathering together in groups. We just have to stay apart from each other. That could be extremely unifying. That's why we need to not allow that to happen. And we need to fight against that. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is it's, yeah, this time could be, could go two very different ways. It could be very, very unifying or very disunifying. And uh, 
it's it's all up to just being just rooted in the word and, and having faith and and just communicating with like you know your fe- your your friends and your other people in the church is yeah it's just praying for each other and just coming together and i know everybody's uh a lot really nervous in this time uh-huh. so uh it, it's really important just to kind of stick together and uh, you know help each other out through this time and what if you know somebody that can't go go grocery shopping because they're vulnerable to getting sick and, and helping those those kind of people out is really important yeah definitely um, that's huge yeah no, and that's why too. I think it's so um, important to keep in mind what we just, uh, what we read in Ephesians one last week, in just in verse twenty two, where it says, "And God placed all things under His feet and appointed Him to be head over everything for the church, which is His body, the fullness, the fullness of Him who fills everything in every way." And just how remembering that all things are under God's feet. All things are God is over everything in the church. He's over. Um, he's over the church in this circumstance too, in this situation, he is, Jesus is in control. And so that's like when we keep that in perspective and knowing that, you know, all the coronavirus is under Jesus's feet (laughs) and he has control over it and he has the church in his hands. Um, and we have like, we keep our eyes on Jesus. Like, yeah, this is going to be a really unifying thing, I think for, for his people. Definitely. Yeah. And you know, piggybacking off of what both of you guys said uh seth you about faith and you just megan talking about unity i was in the bahamas a couple weeks ago and um you know in back in september they got leveled by a hurricane like this whole island was underwater no foundation like all that's left of the house is the foundation wow um and so you're talking about like a people that's just wrecked and something that was, I mean, just mind-blowing for me and everyone else that was on the trip is the amount of faith and unity that the church has Yeah, that's left, you know. And we, we went to another island. I was on Abaco Island um, working with Builders International, and we went to a different island, and Samaritan's Purse was there. And, I mean, the amount of work that has been done, you know, internationally speaking as the church is, is just astounding. You yeah. know, because on the islands that aren't filled with tourism, there's not a whole bunch of government help. Yeah. And so it's the body of Christ that is going and rebuilding and helping pick things up after everything's been shattered. But the faith wow. that these people, I mean, these people are singing louder, blowing whistles, <laughs> you know, all these sorts of stuff just to worship God yeah. in a time that's life changing for a country it's like the hardship is bringing them closer and the body's being the body Mm -hmm. because of a hard time yeah exactly you know and just imagine if we acted like that all the time i know absolutely and i feel like uh we're going through uh not near the same type of hardship or even to the extent that they went through in the bahamas but it is a hardship to not be able to gather together in large numbers and so uh maybe this is going to be used as an opportunity to unify the church like what we're saying you know you look at the persecuted church uh and they're they grow when the church is persecuted it grows and crazy things happen and and god moves um we're not necessarily persecuted right now but uh we can pray to be we can pray for (laughs) persecution that's right pray for persecution but uh we're kind of getting a taste of that and that we have to meet in small groups in people's homes if we meet at all Mm -hmm. or over the internet um 
you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's cool to see what God's going to do through this season. All right, Megan, could you keep reading to the end of the chapter? Um, verse 19, consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you are too being built, being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Could you read 22 again, the last verse? Oh, yeah. Um, and in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit let me let me know if i'm wrong but if you think about that backwards doesn't it say that um if we are not built together we can't be a dwelling in which god lives by his spirit if you read that there it says in him you two are being built together this that whole little section we just read was about unity being built on the foundation of the the apostles the early church and Jesus is the cornerstone that holds the whole building together in that in that analogy. But then it says, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. I just feel like uh, unity is something that we have to choose. And if we don't choose unity, if we don't choose to overlook the little things that can divide us, if we don't choose to work through the big things that divide us, then it inhibits the spirit working through the church. And I think that uh, verse 22 supports that idea. I think it's a, it's a constant choice as well. The enemy is going to be constantly attacking him, and so you can't like one day choose you know, to be unified, and then you know, over time it'll, it, it gets worked down, and so you yeah. constantly are battling that. So. And here we are. <laughs> We're in a time when we have to choose to be unified because if we just let it slide and we're lazy about it it's gonna go away and we're gonna 100% lose the community that we've built as you know specifically talking about rethink but even just the church in general yeah two months without church is a long time we have to fight we have to choose the unity I think a battle a lot of Christians are are fighting right now is is the thought that oh it's two months I don't have to go to church I can take a break yeah that I think that can be really really uh have a negative impact on somebody's faith yeah because the enemy has a lot of time they can do a lot they can do a lot in two months oh yeah yeah especially in the things that are going on nowadays Uh uh-huh and especially if you're just sitting at home yeah i mean just sitting at home with nobody around you can there's a lot of bad things that can happen what do they say about idle hands they do they do the devil's work oh is that what they say (laughs) that's well there is a proverb that talks about idle hands do the devil's work that's what well, I've heard. That's what I I've don't heard. think they say that. Quite. No. That's Seth's version. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's what I've heard. That's the know. Seth version. Seth <laughs> translation. <I remember>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was really good, guys. Um, glad to go through that. Lane, you have another thought? Um, uh, and I really think, especially in this time, you know, what jumped out to me in verses 21 and 22 is the where it talks of, you know, it's talking about the church having being built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone. You know, it's talking about the early church and, and how it came to be. Well, a lot of times now we're thinking of those four walls, you know, and I kind of brought this up earlier, but this isn't speaking about walls or, you know, locations, speaking out the people. 
the people being the church they're the cornerstones the foundation of our faith you know and so it it just amplifies that to me at least even more that it's about the people being the church going out and doing god's work no i thought the same thing too as thinking of this that those last few verses really speak to the purpose of the church and how like like we've said, keeping Jesus as as the cornerstone, as the center, you know, the main focus. And then how it says that, you know, it's also built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Mm-hmm. And so that's like, you know, kind of in our modern day church, like, yeah, it's awesome that we still have pastors and we still have teachers and we still have, you know, church via online kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But how each each brick that actually like builds the church or whatever is each person and how we all really do have a purpose. Even in this um, this weird time right now, we need to play our part. We need to and focus on God and and let him, you know, use us and, and work through us and unify his body. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's why we're saying rethink isn't canceled. It's just taking a different form. Church isn't canceled. It's just taking a different form. So don't give up that connection. Don't give up the community. Don't give up being fed through this season. Uh, God's going to continue to unify and grow and edify his church through this season. All right. So now uh, we're going to go through some questions. And uh, you can find these questions on the Instagram page, on the Facebook, and also on the Rethink blog. But here they are. Did you see any connections between Ephesians 1 and 2? What does it mean to you that we are seated in heavenly realms? Look at verses 8 and 9. What is the significance of these verses to your faith? How do you think disunity is currently affecting the church? What are you going to do over the next couple months to grow in your faith and unify the church. Like I said, you can find those questions on the Instagram, the Rethink blog, Facebook. Just check those out and call someone and talk about them. We want to keep unity growing stronger. Be unified in this season. Don't be pulled apart. Now it's time for some closing thoughts. Megan, do you have anything? I was just thinking... You know, this is such a crazy time for for the church. And I just feel like Paul's words are always so encouraging and challenging. I think as you as you read through Ephesians, as we do this, Paul's in prison and he is still like sharing the gospel. He's still going after God. He's still, you know, praying and seeking and and clearly and encouraging others. And so let's just pray against apathy. Let's pray against laziness during this time. It's going to be so easy for us to binge watch a bunch of shows or lay around in our pajamas all day, but you know, really be be intentional with your time and do some new hobbies if you can or, you know, spend time with your family, um, but spend time in the word and let God speak to you and let let him spark creativity and life in you during this during this time and really fight against uh, apathy and laziness because I think that God can really do something awesome in this season and really awaken his church um, as we are kind of in isolation. Yeah, I completely agree. That's great. Seth, final thoughts? Um, I just think right now in this time it's important for people to 
kind of be a light in like a dark time that we're kind of going through. So like giving encouragement to, to other people that are, that are scared or nervous or going through a hard time with work or, uh, or if they're missing out on school or the stresses that go along with that. Being there for those people and, and just helping them out any way you can, especially like I was saying earlier, like everybody who can't necessarily go out and uh, do like basic shopping and stuff for them or just helping out anybody any way you can just being a light for the church so yeah that's that's all i have that's great man i love it yeah my final thought is uh that home is your first church and so uh that's what god's gonna teach us through this season like what megan and seth said fight for that unity don't become apathetic in your faith and uh let's keep growing closer to god lane any final thoughts yeah, so I was just thinking, you know, we started off, and you just mentioned at home is your first church, and, you know, being in ministry, um, they teach you, you know, home is your first ministry. Yeah. So just remembering how important it is, especially when you're locked up in houses with people, um, just how important it is to love them through this time. Even though you're going through the same thing, people process things differently, go through things differently. So just how important it is to be the love of Christ to them and to your neighbors as well. All right, that'll do it for the Rethink Podcast. Don't forget to call a friend, and uh, we'll see you guys next week.